Welcome in, welcome back to Revolutionary Roulette. I'm Rob Zielinski. You can find me on Twitter at Rob Zielinski. That's Z-I-E-L-I-N-S-K-I. You can follow the show on uh, YouTube, on Instagram, Twitter. It has all its own accounts. And um, I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Joshua Catlow. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back again for the first time. Sorry, I forget. A long time. I forget what hip hop artists always said that. Uh, back again for the first time. I think it was ludicrous, but uh, <laughs> uh, you can find me at Joshua Patrick on both Instagram and Facebook. You can find me at Joshua Catlow on Twitter, arguing about why the Bears will be the death of me. And (laughs) you can find me on Patreon and Twitch and StreamYard and Anchor for all your (laughs) podcasting needs and intelligent conversations about stuff. (laughs) Stuff is my favorite subject, especially foodstuffs. Goddamn stuff. It's been that long. I'm so out of pocket with these things. I'm not sure what I have to say, but I'll find something interesting. Yeah, we're both out of pocket tonight. So, um, okay. The the main thing that I was going to uh, talk about tonight. The fucking um, shoe, man. So I, so I looked into it a while back, right? And um, I was like, oh, this, you know, this at first glance, makes sense, right? And so I, I was like, okay, that was a few weeks ago. And also, sorry to a lot of the folks. We, like, it's been over a month. Um, so maybe we should do that first. It's been over a month since we recorded. <laughs> I'm with stupid. Um, <laughs> I did the same thing. So uh, everything's in reverse. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, I don't know about got a family. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Oh, well, yeah, I ha- you know uh, got family. It's a uh, crazy schedule with two little guys who are uh, one's six, one is four, and um, also um, seasonal depression is a motherfucker. Um, there are some days where it started I, already. I had to work for me anyway. I don't. I and maybe it's maybe it's not even seasonal. I, maybe I'm just fucking. Uh, riddled with depression <laughs> um all year round um yeah exactly what is it it's called like it's sad but i can't think of what the other no what you're sad yeah it's, it's, uh, like, it's like seasonal asshole depression i don't know what the i don't know what the a is for seasonal ass depression is it really sad i thought it was something else uh yeah i think it's an it's an acronym sad mm-hmm. for something it, I, I know it's an I know it's an acronym. I just thought it had a G in there or something. But uh, you know what you need for a alcohol. <laughs> you need alcohol. some alcohol and some edibles. Mm. Drugs and alcohol have ruined my life. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been sober for three weeks now. Okay. And uh, the other day I went to go do a wheatgrass shot. Because I had the sniffles, but it wasn't anything. It was just I woke up, no COVID or anything like that. And I was like, maybe this funky shit was hell. 
So I did a shot of wheatgrass and automatically my fucking muscle memory kicked in and I immediately turned around and was like, who wants to see my dick? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm like, like oh, give, sorry. Give me another. Wrong shot. <laughs> How are those things? Wheatgrass? Yeah. It tastes like you're fucking licking Satan's asshole. Okay. So it's just, <laughs> I, it's, it's as good as I imagine. It's just like this really earthy drink. Yeah, it's not the it's not the greatest, man. But uh, they're supposed to be healthy. I don't know. Okay. Everything's supposed to be healthy for you. Even people people say they have a Manhattan or two a day, and that's what keeps them alive, or a cigar or two a day. So who the fuck knows what keeps us ticking? Yeah. All I know is I'll meet my demise at some untimely age of fifty five, and fucking you got right. fat fucks like Uncle Don out there playing golf at the. <laughs> ripe weight of three spins and fucking <laughs> has trouble tying his fucking shoes and <laughs> still nobody shot his ass and so so yeah so just real quick wanted to say sorry for the you know the the long break that there was but there there really was just like between schedule and um and not feeling up to doing any fucking thing um, you know, taking it, it just took everything um, just to function day to day and take care of kids. So um, uh, we appreciate the we especially appreciate our uh, patrons who um, donate on Patreon.com. And uh, if you want to support the show, you can do that at Patreon.com slash Revolutionary Roulette. Um, so big thanks to our, our patrons for um sticking with us right you know having this this long haul and um one love folks thank you yes thank you very much so um okay <laughs> and one more thing i was thinking about this earlier so i've been thinking a lot about doing this off the rails episode and there's like a, a lot of different strings um that i would like to try to tie together at the end but in my head sounds so much better than when I start trying to articulate it. So <laughs> if you're not already, I would suggest you listen to this episode at like one and a half times speed, or maybe even two times speed. If you don't do that already, because there's probably going to be a lot of ums and haws and just stopping to think about what it is I want to try to convey here. And I would suggest leaving it at one so you don't miss any zingers that I have to toss in <laughs> or specified rants like I was going on before Rob so uh, blatantly reminded me that we might have a couple viewers online and I should probably stop whining like a bitch. <laughs> we actually do have a couple watching, so um, we appreciate the viewers as well. We appreciate um, it. Let's do it, Larry. So the thing that I looked up way back in the day and then decided to brush up on a couple hours before we started recording <laughs> is that uh, horseshoe theory. It's a, a political theory where you imagine a horseshoe and at the top is, you know, they are the centrists and um, or moderates, whatever you want to call them. And then obviously like, you start bending towards left and that's like liberalism and then a little bit further left at like the fat part of it is 
um, you know, say socialism. But then if you keep going and it gets that little bit of a curve for that horseshoe, and that would be like, you know, more of your maybe communism and um, anarchy. So, and then on the other side of the spectrum, the other side of the horseshoe, you start bending right and you get like conservatism. Um, I don't even know what the, you know, what the rest of it's all like just blur, maybe like libertarians. Um, and then once you get all the way again, back down here where it curves in is fascism. And that's what we talk about with the, with the Nazis. People that support Kyle Rittenhouse and think he's uh, a hero. Innocent. Oh, yeah. Well, we, we could dig into that a little bit too. So, so the, the, the theory is that like these two parts here, the, the socialism and um, just like conservatism are like the two furthest away from each other, but that curve then comes in. So now the two extremes are closer together than these two up here. Right. So like communism is more, uh, like radical and fascism is just as radical. Therefore, like they're on the same plane. Right. But um, <laughs> that's not it's not true. Fascist, you know, communism, there's like it's classless and stateless where fascism is um, everybody is controlled by the state, by, you know, it's an authoritarian uh I can never say the fucking word when I want to say it. Um, authoritarian. <laughs> authoritarian. Uh, authoritarianism. So it sounds like a prescription. <laughs> My Lexapro ain't hitting anymore. I'm on that authoritarianism. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I looked in it, into that, and I was like, okay, at first glance, like it it makes sense, especially when. Um, when you consider like uh, the, the the damn Russian, uh, you know, Soviet Union gulags, um, how many people died there um, on, under, especially under Stalin specifically, right? Like um, it, I, I would have to dig into it more, but I don't think it was so bad under, you know, Khrushchev. And I don't think it was so bad under uh, uh, Kucherov and, uh, or Gorbachev. So, um, so that's like, that's the gist of the, the horseshoe theory, but it's, it's mostly, um, conservatives who use this talking point, um, to try to equate the two, you know, radicals, um, when it comes to just this political theory. Now, what I've been seeing online, um, and again, like this is, it's just such bullshit, right? Like there's like this online left, which is like, you know, helped push me, it, you know, for my politics and change my ideas. But um, it's it's not really real. It's not like a true movement, right? So, and, and there's always this leftist infighting. So I understand, and this, this is going to come to, the, the context is going to be the vaccinations. So there are some leftists who absolutely refuse to get vaccinated because of their skepticism of the government, which if you've listened to this show, obviously you know how 
skeptical I am of the government. However, <laughs> you have to think about, um, you know, what might their motivations be? Um, so if you're saying you don't want to take the, vac the vaccine um, because it's created by big pharma um, and, you know, it's, you know, now we have this mandate um, for the vaccine. It's like you're, I feel like some leftists are letting their skepticism become cynicism where it's like, you know, I'm not taking this no matter what, because big pharma's in on it and the government is in on it. I, but my argument is going to be, and maybe like, you know, maybe some, some of those people are like, Oh man, you're so close. Like, you know, like you're, you're this close, but you're just, we need something to push you over the edge. But for my standpoint right now is they want the government, they want healthy, obedient workers, right? So I don't understand the, the skepticism of getting the vaccine um, when it, it's just going to prevent you um, from dying, you know, help prevent you like 95% efficacy rate, whatever it is, 89, it's still, it's super high. And there, again, there's breakthrough uh, uh, cases. People have died. We've seen uh, people like, who's the one? Colin Powell recently died, but he, again, he was like ripe for dying, right? If he got COVID because uh, he had uh, cancer and a number of other ailments before. So he was already like immunocompromised um, and the vaccine, you know, um, probably did its best. And, uh, but we have those, we're going to have those breakthrough cases, but because we have those breakthrough cases, they're like, see, it doesn't fucking work. It's like, no, we, the, the science has been saying from the beginning that, uh, it's 89 to 95% effective. And they're like, well, uh, you know, you said it was going to stop transmission and whatever else. And it's like, no, they didn't say that either. Like, you know, well, <laughs> on the left, we're really big about what are your sources? Where are you getting this from? And I, I haven't seen anything where are you seeing that. Like, are you just seeing that like in your um, like your little circle, your echo chamber? Like, I don't because I don't see any. um like scientific research that anywhere that said like, Hey, this is going to completely eradicate it. If, if you get it, it will, if um, enough people get it and we reach herd immunity. Um, 2024. It may not ever happen because um, we're not sharing the, the, the patents and the, and the vaccines with all these other countries around the world. So like everybody needs to be vaccinated. I mean, we're, we're going to be vaccinated here and, and we'll be living in safe zones in the U.S., but people travel all over the world all the time. So I, it's probably never going to go away. Yeah, I mean, there's certain strings of uh, SAR or excuse me, um, like swine flu or um, how each strand of the flu changes each year and by the time that flu vaccine makes its way in a complete circle it's almost useless again because it's already um 
multiplied and and, and uh, changed itself so dramatically. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, let's just be honest here. The government's motivation is always money. And I think everybody at first had reservations about taking the vaccine, myself included. I was right. not about it. I didn't have the silly ideas of uh, microchips and things like that. But what I did have was, why are you going to trust the government on anything? Well, I've heard stories about people thinking that COVID is a way of population control. I've heard stories of um, how the numbers are being fudged, for lack of a better word. And I'm 100% behind that. I guarantee you they have been. Uh, The accurate count of bodies is not the accurate count of bodies. But let's just be real. If Let's say they're lying by 75% too much. 75% they're lying about. So that means 250,000 people have only died instead of the 750,000 Americans. That's still way too fucking much for something that could have been dealt with and eradicated, um, I think we could honestly say, close to a year ago, or at least at the minimum eight months ago. If we would have got on top of things, got the vaccine out when we first heard about it in 2019, November, and taking care of business. Um, but for those of you that Rob was alluding to that still have the issues on the trust, I understand it, but there's no money in death. There's no money in um, dead laborers. Yeah. So there's, they got to do something to keep the people putting money in their pockets. So they're biggest fear isn't giving you a vaccine to make you healthy. A bigger fear would be giving you a vaccine to make you healthy. Realize what they've been doing to laborers for the past God knows how long. And the country to unite as one and come together and put set labor force and shake things up. So um I don't know if that makes an abundance of sense to people, but that's just my viewpoint of the whole situation. Um, they they don't want you dead. They want you alive because once you're gone, you can't contribute to their uh, 401ks or their portfolios anymore. You're right. just a statistic to them anyway. And if you're a statistic that doesn't provide dividends, then you're completely useless. And the only way you can provide dividends to said portfolios as if you're breathing and not in a box. So, right. Yeah. So that, that's, this goes back to the, um, the capital, the capitalist economy that we, that we live in. We need people that the country needs people alive and working and earning money and spending money to keep the economy going to, like you said, you know, continue to fill their coffers, um, with their, their big businesses. So, um, that was a great point. The, um, and going back to you, you mentioned the, uh, the number fudging and I would, um, 
probably go on on the side that, that they may even be underestimating, right? Because they're they're mostly going from uh you know how many people die in a typical year, and then they just make the difference of how many extra people have died, you know, since the pandemic began. So there's actually a chance that they're the, the numbers are fudged because they want people to think that things are getting safer. It's okay. People got the vaccine. It's okay to, you know, uh, go back out in the world. And, and for a lot of people, it is. Um, there are like a lot of safe places around, especially if you're, if you're vaccinated, it's, you know, it's, it's safe enough to, to, to get out there and, and live life. But at the, especially at the, the, towards the beginning, like in, you know, um, say like a year ago in October, 2020, when, when numbers are getting bad, um, especially then over the, the holidays, I would say that they would want to fudge the numbers the other way and say like, no, 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 no. Not this many people are getting sick and dying. Um, it's perfectly okay to, you know, um, go, go out shopping and go see your family. Um, but obviously this was all before the vaccine was available. So all these people were going out, getting sick and bringing it home to, uh, grandma and grandpa and, and they're dying. I mean, um, I don't know if I've mentioned this on, on any of our shows, but, um, my, my grandfather had a, uh, he was going in for like a small procedure, um, went into the hospital and caught COVID at the hospital um, and passed away on New Year's Eve. Um, and it, it's, it's hard because it was like, man, if, if, if he made it just a few more months, the, the vaccine was, was there. We, we, we fucking had it, right? Um, so he would have been protected a little bit more. And, and he's the only one who caught it because he went in to the hospital for this, this procedure. Um, and, and, and my family being extra careful with the, um, you know, wearing masks around each other. Um, and then the other thing that I want, wanted to mention is the, the new mandate that came out. So now it's, um, you know, some people might think I'm a little more right on this issue. Um, because I, I do think that there, there is something fascistic about forcing people to get a vaccine. I think after looking at all the science um, and you're healthy enough and you're not allergic to anything that you should get the vaccine of your own volition. But if it, the, the government is strictly forcing you to get it, then that's the state, you know, really infringing on, on your rights, on your choices. You know, it's like, um, you know, my choice, my body, you know, for when it comes to like abortion and, and things like that, but it doesn't, it doesn't apply to, you know, getting, getting a vaccine. Um, so it's, again, there's like, there's nuances though, right? Everything has nuance. It's not like black and black and white. Um, your boy, Aaron Rodgers said that he claims he was allergic to the, uh, one of the ingredients in the M M N R A or whatever the fuck it is in the, which is the new technology for the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. Mm -hmm. But 
uh, J&J, which is the one that you got, was like the old technology and it didn't have that ingredient. But he said he he didn't get it because um, they pulled it for those few weeks when um, I learned that a lot of um, I believe it was a lot of women were getting blood clots um, and uh, not the oh. Jamaican ones either. Um, <laughs> so. First and foremost, I, I think the biggest thing that with Aaron Rodgers um, is the fact that he lied about it. Yes, I've been immunized or immunated or whatever he said. I think he said immunized, yeah. Um, and he hadn't been. He hadn't been. And that puts people at a higher risk. Um, the fact that he sought uh, a medical team's advice is great. The problem is that his medical leader is Joe Rogan. <laughs> the man has access to the world's top doctors and he listens to Joe fucking Rogan, a comedian with a podcast. And I'm not going to lie. Some of the things that Joe Rogan pushes about taking to help with the COVID vaccine makes sense and it's been proven to help. But then there's other things that are just completely unproven and unsubstantiated that you're just putting in your body with hopes that it has some positive effect on your immune system when it comes to having already contracted the virus so um there's a lot of distrust for doctors out there too i get it um the last thing i want to do is have another pill pushed in my face or another um shot that i need to take because i'm overweight or, or or whatever the case may be but um I think there's better people out there that could contribute, even if you don't want to seek someone of the, uh, I would say, typical standards of COVID-19 research. I think there's other people out there that could have been found uh, outside of Joe Rogan, um, right. a comedian and podcast host. Right. Um, it, and, and going back... Um, about some of the things that I, that I see on the, with the online left um, talking about like the natural immunity. It's like, well, he's going to, he's going to have natural immunity now because that he'll have COVID. He'll most likely get over it because he's a world-class athlete. Right. And has the, all the, you know, money that, you know, the, the best, <laughs> right. Um, you know, cocktail vaccine cocktails money can buy. So um, I, I'm thinking Aaron Rodgers is going to be pretty good, and people are going to be like, "Well, you can't, um, you can't market, you can't sell natural immunity," which is true. <laughs> you fucking, you can't. The problem is, is he's already selling it by when he gets healthy. All these people are going to think that it's because of the shit he swallowed instead of the facts that you already previously named of being a world class athlete and phys peak physical condition um, in the one percentile of healthy humans with the 
underlying cash and ability to seek doctors if need be. So right. he's already and selling. So right. So 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 he's the used car salesman in this. Sorry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Total. Total. Fucking uh, snake oil salesman. So that that. See, I other, told you that shit worked. <laughs> so yeah. The the two other things is like, sorry. Some people don't have the supplemental income to keep buying uh, vitamin D drops and zinc and buying uh, you know Z packs and everything else um, or ivermectin whatever whatever it is you want to try. People don't have the income to keep buying vitamins. Like they hardly have enough food to eat. Anyway, the vaccine is free to them from, you know, our tax money that we, that we put into it together. It's, it's free. There's, there's no money at the, the point of service. Um, so you get, so those people can go get vaccine and then they are protected from the virus. The other thing is it's not just about getting COVID and then, having natural immunity. Um, there's also long COVID, long hauler COVID. Um, my, my, I have a family member who, who still is dealing with it to this day. She got it back in uh, March of 2020 before it was like a, a full-blown pandemic. But, the, you know, things were starting to, um, you know, more information was coming out. She got it. She ended up on a, on a ventilator. Um, you know, cl close to losing her. And we're, we're seeing, you know, over a year later, you know, 18 months later, still dealing with the effects with these symptoms of COVID when she doesn't have COVID. So it's not just about getting over it and then having immunity. Like so many people continue to be sick with long COVID. So no, like natural immunity isn't the fucking the best thing because you don't know what this virus is going to do to your fucking body. You could be healthy. There, there have been people like on, you know, a, a guy who was on Broadway, who was in tip top shape and fucking died from it. You know, maybe he, he took in a fucking, um, a heavy viral load and, and, and it was just too much for, for his body. But even though he was in tip top shape, um, you know, I've heard of CrossFitters, what, you know, they're in tip top shape. Um, you know, and, and them dying from it or still dealing with with long COVID. And, you know, these people are some of the best athletes in the world and and, and long COVID is kicking their ass. Um, so. So, yeah, so it's not it's 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 not just like death or getting over it and then having natural immunity. There's also long COVID to think about. And from what I've witnessed, I wouldn't fucking wish that on anybody, like not fucking anybody. Um so and it, it it especially pisses me off because you know you, you mentioned about how long ago, um, you know this whole this whole thing started like it's it's called COVID nineteen because it started in twenty nineteen not because it's the fucking nineteenth variant of it, um, but because it was it 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 came to be in twenty nineteen, and you know people in the government obviously Trump knew about this shit and decided to say nothing because of the precious fucking economy. Didn't want to scare people away from being out in the world and spending money. Um, uh, Bob Woodward, the, the, the journalist, the, he, he's just, he, he writes books. I mean, he was part of, um, you know, breaking the, the, the Watergate scandal. And, and now he was, he was like tight with, with Trump and 
Woodward knew about this in January. He knew that Trump's plan was to downplay it so that there wasn't a fucking panic. Bob Woodward had a fucking responsibility. He could have said, this guy is off his fucking rocker. This pandemic is spreading. It's going to come here. It's going to be bad. A million people, a million Americans are going to die. There's already been millions of people who have died across the world, but a million Americans are going to die from it. And he fucking kept it to himself so that he could put it in his book. I, I mean, do we expect anything different from this country? I mean, no, let's just be honest. I mean, just doesn't mean, you know, can't, they're not going to be pissed about it. Right. There's it, it, it's to a degree. And I'm not sure to what degree not taking the vaccine has become not a health concern, but a political statement. Right. They don't give a fuck about what's going to help with the vaccine or protect them from anything. And they probably don't have any actual fear of Pfizer, Moderna, or Johnson & Johnson. But what they do have fear of is being told what to do, which comes from a little thing called white privilege. See, black folks have a reason to be skeptical of government issues, especially pertaining to their health, uh, fast food, no, not very much healthy food being able to be found in the hood. Um, Specifically look up uh, the Tuskegee experiment. Exactly. That's what I was working my way to. And it's like, okay, I get even, I, 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 I understand their cynicism of taking a vaccine after the way they've been treated uh, pretty much since we've uh, established ourselves as a country. And that's not pandering to a certain class of people or a certain color of people. It's just telling you the fucking truth. Yep. Handle it. Um, but what it does come down to is in regards to white people with the vaccine and deciding that I'm not going to be told what to do. It's a white privilege issue where nobody's going to push me around. It's like you almost think of it to that degree because nobody had a fucking problem with the list of immunizations for polio, smallpox, the flu shot, any of these fucking things were not a problem until Donald started barking about something. Right. And even at the end of his term, when he was trying to re-up his presidency, he admitted that people should start taking the fucking vaccine. Yeah, he said, uh, you know, well, I think he, he wasn't president anymore. And, he, you know, he may be running, um, you know, he, he might be waiting for the time to, to announce his 2024 uh, candidacy. But, um, yeah, like a, a, at a recent um, rally of his, he said, you know, get the vaccine. I got it. Um, you know, he also got that, that, that. That's the other thing is um, when it comes to the, um, you know, people not wanting to put certain things in their body, which, again, we understand the, the skepticism. Um, but you either, you know, take the vaccine, whichever 
of the technologies that you want to take either to Johnson Johnson or the other two, um, you either take what's in that or you're going to get sick. Um, there's a good chance that you're going to end up in the hospital. That's like the efficacy rate, right? Is like, you know, if, if you have it, 89% chance that you don't have to go to, to the hospital, that you don't have to be hospitalized. Um, but if you don't take the vaccine, you get sick and you do go to the, the hospital instead of one vaccine, you're going to get a shit ton of other treatments and other things put into your body um, that you're not going to want, right? Are you are you, are you going to take it to be better? Or are you going to say, nah, I'm good because I don't want, you're infringing on my rights and I don't want to be treated for, for this? Well, yeah. I mean, you could sign an AMA and do us all a favor and perish, but the odds of you doing that when you're scared for your life and you're really feeling the effects of the COVID-19, uh, you're not going to sign something that says against medical advice, I'm going to decide to not take any treatment and just walk out of here. You're not going to do it. So right. um, I don't know. It just, my mind. Like, I don't want, I don't, you know, I don't want that to happen, you know, and, and let's, I want to go back to the bandaid again real quick. So the, the, the mandate is the vaccine mandate. So you, you know, uh, like if your business is a certain size, even if you're, you're a private business, you have to be vaccinated to go to work or you have to be tested weekly. So there is like a compromise there, um, which is a pretty good compromise. If you think, you know, taking the vaccine is infringing on your rights, um, then you have to be tested. I'm, you know, that's just the nature of the beast, the nature of this uh, pathogen. We, we're just trying to keep everybody safe. It's not, it's not a fucking hoax. I've lost a family member. I, I have a family member with long COVID. Like, you know, um, you don't have to believe me, but you know, if, if you're gonna, if you looked into my eyes, you would see that I'm fucking. I'm telling the truth. This shit is fucking real. Um, so the, so that's a pretty good compromise to get tested. Um, if you don't want to get the vaccine, um, however, I think the, the, uh, the mask mandate should still be, uh, universal. Like you're not, your rights aren't being infringed upon because you put a, a piece of cloth over your face so that you don't spread the pathogen. That's, I, I don't understand the, the rights infringement on that one like it is it's just being told what to do we're we as white people are not used to being told what to do we're the superior race and we're always the ones telling motherfuckers what to do right. and especially when it comes from trickle down um political means when you're being told to do something from somebody that you didn't necessarily vote for or like i'm gonna be honest rob and i both were voting for joe biden we both dislike his politics we both dislike what he's done with his opportunities so far at least I, let me not put words in his mouth i dislike what he's done so far with his opportunities but there's 
a lesser of two evils. Um, but anyway, without straying too far away from what I was getting at, um, when you're being told to do something and you're not used to it, it feels like infringement. It feels like uh, a blatant uh, disregard of privacy. But in all actuality, it's a mandate being brought down to protect others. And for those who say, well, I can't breathe well with it, or um, it's an inconvenience. You know what else is an inconvenience? Not being able to get over this, to be stuck inside from this, the depression that my man was talking about early in the show. Um, we have it stemming from different things. I go to work and I see three people I hate that couldn't catch COVID if I tried. And then I come <laughs> straight home and I don't get to see anybody. I have zero family. I'm by myself for most of the time. So my depression kicks in. So I go to bed at two o'clock in the afternoon and I sleep until I have to go back and see them cocksuckers again. <laughs> so when it comes to wearing a fucking mask so we can finally get to what he alluded, what Rob alluded to as safe zones in the U S so we can get back to a semi-normal facet of life, or if we can completely eradicate it at least close enough where we can get back to a semi-normal facet of life, that would be mighty grand. And the fact that the mental health of the children are suffering for this like tenfold. I have a two and a half year old nephew who hasn't been able to play with children because they're worried about COVID being passed on to their young son. And he doesn't meet the age of the newly passed five and up for eligible for vaccines. And his motor skills have stumbled because of it. He doesn't have daily interactions with kids. He's two and a half years old. He doesn't speak words. He's not potty. He hasn't started potty training. These are all things that would normally come about through everyday life and action and interaction. But unfortunately, um, the young man has just been stunted because he can't go out and, and see and, and live his life, even though he's only two and a half, his life is just as important and as somebody who goes to work at a nine to five every day. Everything gets stunted and stopped yeah. when we have these attitudes like this. Yeah, and my, my guy, my little guys feel the same way, right? It's like, um, uh, we really only go, I don't want to bring them anywhere that's inside in public, so you don't know um, you know, to like the fucking park and back. That's all you can do. Right. Yeah. So like, so when we have to leave the park, it's, it's heartbreaking because they're like, they just want to stay, you know, I mean, it, it's the case like that for kids all the time. Right. But it right. just, it right. seems like it's especially bad because, you know, they don't get to see their buddies, um, except for when they're at the park, we can't have play dates at home because they, they can't be inoculated. Um, so the, the other thing um, that I wanted to mention was we can still, um, you know, basically eradicate the, the virus 
at, at least in the United States, and, and this could have been done in uh, April or May of 2020, where we had the lockdown, right? But do the damn lockdown right this time, where, um, you know, we have a uh, universal banking income. So it's, again, it's tax money. It's all our money. And, you know, instead of like the, you know, we got the 2,000 checks, 1,400 checks here, there, fighting over right over reconciliation bills. Bullshit. Give the people fucking $2,000 a month to stay home. Obviously, besides the um, the essential workers, and I'm talking essential fucking workers, you know, not um, not a fucking... Uh, not bartenders, not car salesmen, not McDonald's, not right. fucking... Any of that right. dumb shit. Right. We're talking about people who need to travel to get, you know, keep the supply chain going and fucking grocery stores open. And those people, they should really, instead of just like giving them a fucking uh, a round of applause, like give them actual fucking like supplemental income, like make them fucking rich because they're doing the fucking hard job of um, keeping us fucking alive uh, to by feeding us. So um do the lockdown right not like oh like let's let's half open it up and then like um we'll see how the numbers go and then we'll open it up a little bit no bullshit fucking lock it down give us our money and then you don't have to worry about the fucking vaccine nobody's going out anywhere it's a lovely thought considering winter's right around the corner and nobody wants to leave this motherfucker anyway you know what i mean <laughs> the yeah. last thing people want to do is go outside the house during winter so you lock right. this bitch down from december to march and maybe you make extreme progress and i'm not suggesting a lockdown because the second part of which rob is speaking of is never gonna fucking happen fiscally they're never gonna give us our money back our money back because they're too busy earning interest on our money and pocketing our money and giving us a little little bit a little taste of our money. So as an essential worker from day one who's had to go out every single day, and I'm not complaining about it because I would have lost my fucking sanity and maybe have done something stupid if I didn't have that to fall back on. Right. Uh, but what I am saying is I haven't seen an extra fucking dime. And I'm around people that have died from COVID. We didn't know if COVID could still be contagious from people that just recently passed. And I'm talking about I'm next to motherfuckers that died within hours at right. times. Right. So, so oh, well, give me an extra week of vacation pain. Give me something. And right. and, and, and I, I guess gimme, gimme, gimme is greedy. And I hate to come off like that. So I apologize for that. But what I am saying is, the real essential workers, like the healthcare folks, uh, like Rob said, the people that are providing food, take care of the people that take care of you. If I'm not getting something, who gives a fuck? But the right. people that take care of you, that are taking care of the sick, that come home and have bruises and fucking rashes because they're wearing 16 different masks and right. you still don't take care of these motherfuckers. Right. And so then you have people that don't believe in science that are walking out or being escorted out of hospitals because they won't take the vaccine. It's like, well, what exactly 
do you do here? It's a meeting with the bops. Yeah. It's like, so you don't believe in science, but you pick the medical field. Yeah. So, yeah, then it's like, all right, well, fucking uh, fairly well then. Um, but, you know, and I say, you know, it should it should have been done, um, you know, back in April, May of 2020. And, you know, maybe 30,000 people die, right? Which is still a fucking enormous tragedy. You know, more than one person lose it, losing one person to a fucking virus is, is more than enough. You know, if, if, you know, now at 750,000, whatever it is, we're, we're at, you know, um, to say only 30, like, you know, obviously you look at the relativity, it would have been only 30 if they did the lockdown then, but instead we're up to three quarters of a fucking million people who have died. And, um, you know, it's been, this whole thing has been politicized now, um, there's still a chance to actually, it's not, it's not going the, 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 it being politicized is not going away, but there's still a chance to eradicate it with a proper shutdown. Um, so it, before we hit a million, maybe, you know, maybe the, the government will fucking do it. Obviously they're not going to, but that's just, that's just my idea. Just like a, a way to circumvent the, uh, politicization of, taking the vaccine or, or the, the, the vaccine mandate. Um, there wouldn't be a way to regulate it, Rob, because that would mean who's, what are you going to do? Arrest the people that decide to not follow that rule now because they're being told to. And right. Right. Yeah. You can't just like, I mean, talk those about, people would be white. Right. Talk, talk about like fascistic, right? Like you can't just like drag people off the fucking street. But if you, but if the, the government, if you fucking mandate that restaurants, it, all the businesses have to be closed, there's nowhere to fucking go, you know? And if yeah. you, if you want to be outside together, fine. Like that's, you know, but my kids run around at the, at the, at the park without masks. Cause I, you know, I feel like that's a safe place for them. If you want to be outside together, be outside together, but you cannot be, you know, inside a place, um, unvaccinated again, like it's, I, I think it's okay for vaccinated people to be inside somewhere. I'm not ready for that because I have the, I have the little guys, but for, you know, other people, um, if you're comfortable with it, you know, you're with other vaccinated people, that's fine. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for the, for the, for the people that, that feel comfortable with it. I just, I'm not, I'm not there. Um, so there's just, so that, that's like, that's the crux of, of what I wanted to get at today. Cause we're actually, uh, at an hour already. So, um, there, the other things we, you know, if we were short on time, I was going to talk about like maybe the, the reconciliation bill and this whole thing with Kristen cinema and, uh, Joe Manchin, um, uh, Maz Maserati mansion. <laughs> yeah, who, yeah, uh, exactly. Who, um, uh, owns a yacht and controls, whether people over the age of 70 get vision and dental care uh, provided by Medicare and uh, drove his car into a group of protesters this right. afternoon. And uh, yeah. So 
I don't know. The the main thing that that I want to say is like it for for me personally because I know this fucking song and dance that they're doing it's all fucking theater. Um I mean, we I've talked about this uh, at length about there's no more fucking time when it comes to the environment and when it comes to um these fucking environmental disasters. It's happening now. We're out of fucking time. Um, you know, the you know, leftist uh ideal was like it needs to be nine, ten trillion and you know, six trillion of it going towards helping the fucking environment to have a livable um earth to, to fucking live in and, and thrive on. Um to it got to really it started at six um and then it got knocked down all the way down to 3.5 trillion and now it's you know whatever it is 1.7 what the fuck and, it, and it's being like means tested you know um we're always getting against ourselves as the lefts yeah so um you know and and you can say like you know yes the the democrats have the 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 presidency, the House, and the Senate, um, but you could also argue that they don't have a no fucking thing. That, right, we haven't done anything, but you know, and just blame Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin and say like, well, they're just you know Republicans in Democratic clothing, and there's nothing that we can do about it right now. But this, there's always going to be something fucking blocking it. Again, we go back to this: like Obama had a super majority, and um, instead of giving everybody healthcare, a single, you know, Medicare for all, a single payer system, he decided to go with the America Cares Act, aka Obamacare, aka it was a fucking Republican. Uh, it was the the Heritage Foundation, was which is like a, a conservative think tank, um, and that was a that was put in place by Obama. That's our the healthcare system that we have now. And that's that was with this a Democratic supermajority that passed. So this is when when we say there there's only break the duopoly. There's only these two parties, and the two parties really are the same in Republican and Diet Republican. Um, you know, just know that like that's the context where we're where we're coming from um, when we say the or at least when I say those things. Um, and so, there's yeah. always something that could be done right now is the perfect opportunity for Joe Biden to alleviate student loan debt. I mean, right. there's, there's so much you could do immediately. Yeah. And, and they wouldn't be able to fight back. But is he? No, no. And there's people that bitch about that. Well, I had to pay my student loan. Well, so did a, a lot of us. So a lot yeah. of us are still paying for that. But once again, talking about humongous greed to use that as an excuse as to why we shouldn't alleviate and help the economy with that kind of money and use that towards getting rid of student loan debt. I, I mean, it's a difficult thing to realize just how selfish the American public truly is. And that comes from so many different shape, forms, and fashion from um, medical to mental health to 
um, just down the line, down the line. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's it's up and down. So so you know, for me, like I think it's it's okay if you want to um, continue to engage in politics at the level of casting votes, right? If that, you know, if, if that's your thing, go for it. Um, I just, I now know, you know, I, I again, I'm, I see everything through this fucking lens that have been put over my eyes. Um, and I, I'm just, I'm most likely not going to participate um, in anything unless it's, uh, you know, like we said, local politics, because that will actually, um, you know, help organize and, and create a, a foundation, obviously at the local level, and then, um, you know, can be, can be brought to a, uh, a, a bigger tent. Um, but that's, that's basically all I got. The, the only thing I, the, that I had was, um, I think I mentioned before about, and maybe we could do this like, um, you know, in a couple of weeks where we do another off the rails, but, um, again, doing more research. I think I've mentioned before that like, um, you know, Norway, Sweden, like a lot of the Nordic countries have like a mixed, um, uh, economy. So it's like, it's both, it's capitalism, but they have socialist, they have social programs, right? So they have UBI whether or not they're in the pandemic and they have Medicare for all. So it's these social programs, but with a capitalist economy, um, unfortunately these countries still are, um, they're imperialist. Um, and we are, you know, again, as a leftist, I am, you know, anti-war, I am anti going in anywhere and extracting their fucking resources. But, uh, places like these Nordic countries are, they are imperialist countries because they're capitalist. So they need to keep um, exploiting uh, the global South um, and taking their resources and their, their imperialist and, um, you know, setting up military bases in the global South. Um, so they have, it's, it's better for their people. They're actually taking care of their people um, in their country, but they're, they're still, um, you know, this is what I was uh, referring to back when, when I meant like uh, there needs to be like an international um, social movement, right? Because if we're not, if we're not helping everybody, somebody's getting hurt, somebody's getting fucking exploited. And at some point we're going to have that fucking conflict again. So um, yeah, I need to do a little bit more research, but um, turns out wasn't a hundred percent wrong. They are imperial, uh, there is imperialism going on in those Nordic countries. Um, which sucks <laughs> to say the least. which sucks to say the fucking least. Yeah, I, it's like, man, Norway, Norway's got it fucking figured out and they're so cool. And um, no, they're, they're, they're fucking, they're fucking people over in, in poorer countries mm-hmm. but because they, they can extract their fucking resources and, and that's how they can help their their people in their country i said get the oil take the oil so um that's it that's all i got um hopefully next week we will have a scripted episode as much fun as as this was um we'll have a scripted episode we will do 
damn it. Uh, we will do uh, part three of uh, the intimately oppressed. Any last words? The, the women's is. The women's is. So with that, um, at the risk of sounding eloquent, let's have a fucking revolution at this point because we have nothing to fucking lose. Ladies and gentlemen. General strike. Good night. <laughs>